to What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and buzz sessions. And be petty, because I have a petty spirit. So if my petty spirit is live, it, it will. going to be in the 80s today. I have a massage. So I'm starting off on a good note and hopefully it's going to be a great week. Yeah, actually it's supposed to be in the upper 60s here, which is like a heat wave for us. So That's cold for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited about that. I'm going to take the dog out for a walk. And maybe hit the grocery store and get some lunch for next week. So I'm I'm planning on starting off the week on a good note with, with some heat in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's car chatter. And I had a couple things and I'm sure we won't hit on them all, but uh, just a few of them. One was, we talked about it a few months ago, the referee that cut the student's hair. You remember we talked, we touched on that. That was in the news again. And apparently the ref is threatening to sue the Athletic Association for defamation because he said he was only following protocol. And I know when we talked about it, we were thinking, the suit was going to come from the family of this teenager, but the referee is threatening to sue. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was a little surprised about that. I was like, do you have a case? Because I was thinking the other side had a case. Right. So, so that goes to show you that he had no remorse for what he did to this young man that he feels justified and he feels like he was wronged in the situation. And, and you he's cut saying somebody's hair. He followed protocol. He said that this is what the rules said. He said he gave them an opportunity to, to get some type of head covering, head wrap or something. They didn't have anything. And he was doing what protocol called for him to do. I, I, so I don't know. see that. I would want to see that, that it says in the, in the rule book that if they don't have the proper covering or they can't put it up or whatever, because I've seen white boys with their ponytails in the top of their head. So I, I would want to see that that says you're justified in cutting someone's hair right there on the yeah. spot. Like that, yeah, that, that, that was... just doesn't make sense to me. That was pretty interesting. We'll see how that one how that one plays out. And then there was something else that Meek Mill said. I don't remember the setting. 
where he had, I think he was doing an interview somewhere, but he says he doesn't owe anything to anyone and um, specifically speaking, his family. So the question came up is if mainly celebrities or even people in their everyday life, if they are the ones that have garnered some type of success in their family, do mm-hmm. they owe anything to their families? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. So, so he's basically saying he's the one, he made it out, he has the money, and it could be the same for any of us. Maybe not on that status, but maybe someone who is doing well for themselves and maybe the other family members are not. And the question came up, do you owe anything to your family? And and his thing was, no, I don't. And he went as far as to say, well, I'm supposed to give you know, my grandmother 10 bands or my auntie because they babysit me, babysat me when I was younger. So he, in his mindset, no, I don't owe anybody anything. Well, you know, I, I I always joke about if I hit the lottery or something like that, that, you know, I have a list of people, depending on how much I get, that, you know, I would want to either retire or, you know, break them off a little something or take them on a trip, you know, depending on how much I get. Because I do feel I'm not obligated. Like if I couldn't or if I didn't, I'm sure that they would understand. Like, but I do feel like there's people in my life that I would want to do something for because they've been there for me in some sort of way throughout my life, whether it's a friend or a aunt or uncle or mother-in-law or father-in-law. These are people who, you know, did stuff for me when they didn't have to. So I feel like if I got that financial opportunity, I would want to do something for them. I don't think that they would expect it or you know, call me as soon as I hit the lottery and be like, okay, when do I get my Okay, check? so let's, even if you didn't hit the lottery, because we know that doesn't happen uh, 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 to Or even if I came, you know, even if I got a great job and I right. grew up, you know, yes. I still don't think that they would expect it. I would just okay. want to do it, though. Like, just, okay. For me, I would want to do it. And and I get what he's saying. He doesn't, he doesn't have to do anything for anybody, you know. And that's true. They actually talked about this on the Breakfast Club as well. And they had the same view. They said they didn't feel like they owed anybody, but with the exception of a few of them said that doesn't extend to all of their family members or friends, but they all pretty much agreed that mom, grandmother, those people, yes, they definitely do feel obligated or feel like they owe their moms and right. or their grandmothers if those were the ones that, that raised them and, and they would be there for them. But I'm sure that's very difficult when you reach a certain status and you have so many people pulling on you and wanting and having that hand out. But I also think it's very clear and we know who was there for us, who took care of us, who sacrificed for us. Right. And those people I would feel obligated to take care of. 
Right. I I don't think that I could move up in life and get a you know get a better house and nice cars and travel all the time and then watch my you know my mom or grandmother who is there for me watch them still live in the you know in the neighborhood and struggling you know i i just don't i just don't think that i could do that but i mean i guess you don't actually owe anybody anything but I feel like I would. Like, I feel like I couldn't go through life enjoying myself and then somebody call and say, your grandma, you know, losing her house or, you know, that kind of thing. I, I just don't think yeah. I, could, I could do that. that yeah, I, 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 I agree. I would always feel like, okay, my parents, first and foremost, I would always make sure that they are good. And my siblings, my two brothers, I would make sure that they're good. So, and that's just the giving spirit within me. I'm going to make sure that my people are good. Right. But, I, and, and I can also see on his end, but I just think that he went out there a little bit when he was like, no, grandma, no, no nobody. And, and maybe he didn't have that type of relationship with right. his parents or his grandmother where he felt like, they were really there for him. And I guess if that's the case, I can see him coming from, from that viewpoint, but that, no, that wouldn't be me. And that's not how I would look, would look at that situation. No. Okay. Let's go into this week's conversation. And I thought that we could talk about significant others or mates or partners and our expectations and what we look for in a mate when we were in our say twenties and what we look for in a mate today over 45, over 50. Okay. Okay. And has that changed or I'm sure it has changed, but how it's changed. So when you were in your twenties, what were your must haves? You know, my must haves were really simple um, I just, I, I wanted the, the basic stuff. I wanted him to either be in school or, um, you know, had some kind of goal set for himself. He's going to finish school. He's going to do this. He, you know, had some goals lined up, but I don't think that I enforced them. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I can't get with him because he's not, you know, he doesn't have any goals or he doesn't have a job. I was kind of lax with it. Like, oh, okay, well, he's working at Exxon, but he's going to do, you know, (laughs) whatever, you know, I was kind of lax with it, you know, and oh yeah, I don't, I don't think, you know, my goals were, I mean, my requirements were really enforced. You know, I I would right. say this is what I want. I want him to do this. I want him, to, but I was kind of lax. Like, oh, I want a man who gonna open the door, who gonna do this, and it come he pull up and he looking at me like, get out, you know. And I'm like, oh well, he doesn't do that, you know. So I was oh, in my twenties, I'm having fun. I, right, I, I was having fun. I had oh, I was in in college, but I had 
my own place. I had my own car and I was able to do me. So I, I didn't have a whole lot of requirements for him. Right. If he was, if, if he had a vehicle or at least was able to get from point A to point B without needing my assistance, that was good for me. If he was able to take care of himself, that was good for me. Uh, this other stuff or who or what are you going to be in 20 years? I didn't really think about that at the time. I was I was having fun and I was taking care of me. If he was able to take care of him, then we could hang out and have a good old merry time. <laughs> right. Right. So and, it and was I think that's what I was doing. It was I wanted to have all these requirements because, you know, I had children young. So I had children. So I wanted to okay. see myself as an adult. And as an adult, you have goals and requirements and all of this. And right. So I wanted right. to so see myself. So that was myself. different. Yeah, I wanted to see myself as that way. But in reality, I was probably doing the same thing you were doing. I was just having fun. I had an apartment. Yeah. I had a car. And I had a boyfriend, not boyfriend. You know, we were on and off, their, their dad. And so in between on my offs, I was just having fun. Like I was just being a 20 year old as much as I could be. And I was still a mom, you know, so I had to have the bare minimum requirements of a man, but you know, I I was just having fun. I, I didn't have any real goals or requirements or must haves or anything. I was just doing. Yeah. That was definitely my situation as as long as I was in that mode where, hey, I'm just having fun, not looking for anything serious. And even if there was a time when there was a boyfriend, that was fine. But it wasn't a thing of, okay, this is going to be my husband. We're going to get married. So right. before I got to that point, yeah, it was just about having fun and enjoying myself. Right. Now when it crossed over maybe into the 30s it changed a little bit. But at that point I still didn't require them to be on another level or to have more than and to do more than. Because at that point I felt like we were both in a place where we're striving to have something out of life. Right. Did right. it change for you Yeah, at, in the 30s? So when I got in my 30s, um, I, you know, I, I started making more goals and um, requirements of myself. And so then I really started to enforce that for somebody else. Because if I was going to hold myself accountable for certain things in life, um, I surely wanted that same thing out of someone who would be a potential mate. And so um, I started to be a little more stern with those kind of things. Like, you know, you got to have the bare minimum car, um, your own place, you know, those kind of things. And then built from there. Like what, what's your goals? If you weren't, if you hadn't accomplished something then what were you doing to get there like clear goals not like oh I think I'm gonna go back to school in a few years or blah 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 like 
I wanted to know what you were going to do because I was willing to let you know what I was doing in life. Like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's where I am and here's where I'm going. So, um, yeah. So I think it changed in my 30s because I changed in my 30s. I went in a different direction. So fast forward to today when we get that mark and we are over 45 and we're over 50. Where are those requirements now in comparison? I, I, I think they've, I've stacked some more on top of it, but I look back and think, you know, maybe I got a little lax again, you know, and really? I, I don't know, you know, when you know how you look back on, on yourself and, and you're like, oh, well I was doing, I was really stern about, but when I really evaluate it. Maybe I, maybe I am a little, or was a little lax or, or something. I know that I'm, I'm spending a lot more time evaluating myself. And so maybe I'm, I'm not focusing on the other person for the requirements. I'm so busy trying to get myself together. So I'm not maybe maybe that's what it is I don't know okay (laughs) okay no I I understand that I think in my mind and you know how sometimes we can have something in our mind or we know what we expect what we want but sometimes it doesn't come out in our decisions right so in, in my mind I feel like it's a lot different now today than Mm -hmm. in my 20s and even in my 30s like today I feel like I need somebody who is where I am in life who has done something achieved something and we're on the same level I don't want to have to reach down and pull you up not walking in the door that sounds bad but (laughs) yeah it, it it sounds bad, but it is what it is. Now, if if I see you and there and I, there's some backstory, and there's great potential there, and the motivation is there to do and to be and to become, I could probably work with that. But if I'm just walking in the door and we're meeting, yeah, I want you to 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 meet me. I want us to be on the same page. Yeah, I I want us to I I definitely want someone who walking in the door, we're at least on the same page. Now, I I can understand if we get together and you slip a bit or whatever because that can happen to either of us, but I at least want you to meet me on my level, like the bare minimum, you know. Right. And I would think at this age, or at least when I started dating after 45, I thought, okay, well, everybody would at least have the bare minimum, a job, a car, a place to live. Like, that's the bare minimum. I would think everybody would have that. But I was really surprised. And I surprised. think we both found out that that's not necessarily the case. Right. I was really surprised <laughs> at how many 
you know, men I met that didn't have the bare minimum. They either had a job and, and, and a car, but they were living with sister or brother or, you know, something like that. Or they didn't have a car, but they had a job and a, you know, a place to live. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what? What? I mean, I'm not saying you have to have a 2000, you know, 18 or 17 or whatever, a car, because I understand I like to keep my cars until they're done. Like till they till they don't make it anymore. Cause I don't I don't I don't care. But for they a car still yet. looking good. Right, right. That we still keep it up, you know, keep the maintenance on it, the oil change, keep it washed or whatever. But I, I ran into when I was dating after 45, I ran into so many guys that had a blue fender and a red bumper and and these are men like men usually take care of their vehicles like at least that's what <laughs> I thought but I ran I ran into so many guys like that that had like and, and again I don't want to come off like um you know so much better than somebody because I drive a 2012 so it's and I'm I'm not into cars. Like, if you have a Mercedes or something, I'm not going to be impressed by that. I'm just as impressed if you have a Nissan Altima as your Mercedes. If it runs, you keep it clean, I'm not impressed by your car. But I was just surprised at how many men I met that didn't have the three basic requirements. Like, (laughs) you know, or people that, guys who didn't have a job. Like I met a, right. a fully grown man who did not have a have a job, and he had and he went for another two years without a job, with any kind of job, like not hello, welcome to Walmart or none of that. Like he didn't have yeah. a job. That just yeah. was crazy to me. Yeah, I, I would stay away from those. Oh, but definitely. Let, let's talk about what do. You, has it changed for you as far as appearance-wise? Like, what you like and what you look for as far as their look? Did yes. that change for you or did it stay the same? <laughs> Most definitely. Okay, so when I was in my 20s, I always said, oh, he has, I want him to be six feet. I want him to be dark skin. I want him to be kind of stocky but not like fat or whatever and you know that was unrealistic because (laughs) (laughs) that was unrealistic but you know now looks are like lower on the list now of course there's an initial attraction so you have to be attracted but that's not all that I look for now now Oh, there's those other things are higher on the list and then does he clean up well is kind of in the middle you know <laughs> like you know and so I just want him my requirements now and this might be you know petty or superficial whatever I just want him to be taller than me you know I like well that's not minimum, difficult because you're not very tall uh, uh, <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. But I want him to be at least 5'9". Because I wear heels a lot. I still want him to be taller than me. If, you know, 
And I know that sounds super vicious. Super that would be a problem for me because I am 5'9". <laughs> see, see, but there's a lot of six feet dudes out of here. There's a lot of six two, six four. You you get you a, a tall one. <laughs> I just want him to be 5'9". That's, yeah. that's it. And I don't think that's that's asking for a lot in a man. Right. I want him to be um, nice looking, but in in a different way than it was in my 20s. Like, it just means something different to me now than it did before. You know, like nice looking. It's not at the top of that list, but you want someone who looks good, grooms well take care of themselves or for me physically as right. well as you know anything else and and I too wanted that dark skin six for me six three six four that's that was appealing to me but now it's more I, I do still like the taller and because I am tall but mm-hmm. someone who takes care of themselves physically and who knows how to pull it all together when the occasion calls for it. That's important. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's what's important now. Can you, I enjoy clothes and I enjoy dressing up and and that kind of thing. So somebody who could be on that level he could understand, you know, putting a shirt and the pair of pants together. No Steve Harvey collection suits <laughs> or any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> none of that, you know, none of those matching sets that guys, like the older guys sometimes wear, like the shirt and the pants. And it, So it's a, the it's linen like suits are no for you? I don't mind a linen suit, though. Okay. If If he wears it right. Okay. You know, like, I, I don't mind a little, I actually think it's nice, especially in the summertime when you go on somewhere, you know, hanging out like a winery or something. I think, I think that's actually nice. Yeah. I'm talking about those matching sets that like the pastors wear. So like, <laughs> I just Not don't the like pastor. those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but, okay. yeah, it definitely changed. Appearance definitely changed. Let's, let's wrap it up on that pastor note. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, that gave us a little uh, outlook on how things have changed as far as our view and a mate or a potential mate from our 20s to 30s to 40s and 50s. And I think most importantly, it's changed as far as our expectations and where the person is in their lives. Not only mm-hmm. mentally, financially, physically, all of that. And I, I think in a nutshell, it's they have matured and, and grown throughout the years as we have. Right. So I don't think that's right. asking for a lot. I don't, I don't think so. I mean... I'm not. I'm not expecting more than what I've done because and I think I that's. Feel like, you know. I think that's that's the thing right there. That's most important because I think when we go right. out expecting somebody to bring more than what we're bringing, then that's uh, that's right. crazy. Right. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not expecting that. I just, if you could just meet me where I am, then, right. then we should be good to go. I think so. Okay, let's roll into this week's Ratchet Recap. And for this, I just have a couple that I want to hit on. And it's from the reunion of Love and Hip Hop. And I think it's the New York version. And I've seen on social media and also on the reunion itself. And I don't know if you saw it, but when Rich Dollars and Mariah Lynn were talking and Mariah was saying that she loves Rich and they went together on and off for eight years. Right. But he was like a deer in headlights. (laughs) Right. He was. And she was getting a lot of flack on social media. Like, honey, he doesn't claim you in the daylight. You wasted eight years. Move on. Right, what did you think right. about that? I was like, come on, Rich. Well, you know what? I I guess because I'm a woman, and if this was all real, let's let's imagine this this is all real because I you never know with these um reality shows now what's real and what's not. But let's say it was real. I kind of felt sorry for her because uh, I'm you know, as a woman, I know that it's probably hard to be with somebody and knowing that he can only be with you indoors or, you know, he, he, he doesn't want anybody to know. And then you just sometimes want to blurt it out like, hey, we together. I know y'all don't know, but me and him together. And he say all this, I love you stuff and all of this when we at home. And I think she just might have just got overwhelmed with the whole thing and blurted it out. Yeah, but she said that she talked to him about it and he didn't say, no, we're not going to say this. No, we're not going to do that. So she fully expected him to back her up. And this is not the first time that she's talked about, I don't know if relationship is the right word, but this is not the first time she's talked about them being together. And how she right. feels about him, but it because he has, she said I, it on the show one time when she was they were um, him and her were meeting with the um, the lady the transgender lady they were meeting together and she said something you know to allude to the fact that they were in a relationship yeah and even that that's time. not the first time so she's brought it up a few times I've never really seen him talk about it but I think when they were going back and forth in the back she said you know you didn't tell me because she said before I'm, I'm not going to say anything that he doesn't want me to say and when we talked about it he didn't say don't bring that up so she right. felt like he was going to have her back and I think that that was what hurt her and blindsided her was the fact that when she brought it up he was just sitting there like what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Richie yeah. was like caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. He he probably didn't realize that um you know that that's what she was going to, you know, do, I guess. Yeah, he wasn't um, feeling that. Yeah, but I wonder 
you know, you always wonder why why the guy wouldn't want to, you know, is, say or admit that he's being with her. Like, what what is it well, that you, you don't know, want to know? She a little rough around the edges. She pops off a whole lot, and she, he's, she he's he's older, so I can see him not wanting to. That's not that's not what you would envision him having on his arm. Well, say. but let's let's be clear. Rich dollars, like, is he really somebody that you know he gonna be pulling some high class chick? But I, the thing I, is, he thinks he is. He's very confident and sure of himself. So I yeah, can see him not wanting to, to claim me. her in public. Yeah, but she's exactly the type of chick I would see dealing with him because. A, a a chick with her stuff together. Who who's gonna want to deal with Rich Dollar? Like he he go from woman to woman and oh, Rich definitely know. thinks he's on another level than that. He mm. he does. I, I can tell by the way he carries himself. He he doesn't put any, himself on her level at all. Any grown man who was okay with saying he was part of the creep squad. <laughs> oh, they all do. They're proud of that yeah. creep squad. <laughs> I I couldn't be with a man who was okay in his grownness, not in his twenties, but in his grownness. He's okay with saying he's a part of a creep squad. No, you still haven't matured enough to be with a woman. Like, no. Yeah, that that was their thing. So, what about Safari? Yeah. And towards the end of the season when they were in, I think they went to Jamaica, if I'm not mistaken. And they found out that he had Erica with him and everybody, they just lost their minds. And Joe verbally attacked him. It carried on into the reunion where they felt like Safari was wrong for bringing Erica. Well, okay, maybe I missed something. But I'm like, okay, Erica Mena and um, Sin Santana were a couple of years ago, weren't they? Like years, she, this was a while back. So to me, if he wanted to bring her, if you two are still beefing like that, where you can't be in the same room together. So every time uh, Erica Mena comes around, we have to alert everybody. We got to send out emails and texts that Erica's coming to town. Like, who does that? Well, I, according, I was with according to them, it's the, or Sin at the reunion, she said she's cool with Erica. It's not a problem. If they see each other, she can definitely be cordial with her. Their issue was, according to them, they felt like, because of their relationship with Safari, he should have given them a heads up so they know how to move, as they put it. You and you shouldn't. Why do you need to know how to move? She's one person. You either speak or you don't, or whatever. Like, do you think she's gonna come in the room blasting people? Like, what do you yeah. mean you need to know how to move? And the thing I, to I'm not gonna with, be. But the thing to I'm know with that situation. The thing to note with that situation is the fact that. She wasn't around them on this trip. She uh -huh. didn't, nobody saw her. They knew she was there because she posted on social media. So it's not like he brought her to dinner 
Or he brought her right, that was when we went ziplining. So well, again, it's like, what was the big deal? He he didn't he didn't bring her around. You mad because she's in the same area that you're in? Like, come on, you I don't have to, you know, I don't have to send out an alert every time I bring her around. So how long does that last? You two are together and have a child, like a year old child. And and we still on this. Let me know when she come to town so I can know how to move stuff. Well, you no, know, that's not at, how at the reunion. Works. Safari said it was for the cameras. He said Joe didn't pop off until the cameras got around. He said on the bus ride over to the dinner or, or wherever, Joe didn't say anything. It was only an issue when the cameras were rolling. So <laughs> Safari kind of called him out. At the reunion on that, and basically, I was a little surprised because Safari was, because Safari is usually the one that's always joking and having a good time. But at the reunion, he was like, "That's that TV stuff. That's when you started popping off." And for Rich to have something to say when it was years ago, and Safari was like, "Basically, don't talk about her like that. Don't disrespectful." disrespect her and then this grown man gonna run across the table to try to get to safari yes like like i i was like rich like seriously like i don't have to tell you safari didn't owe him to tell him yeah you asked me was i was i dating her but rich and erica mena were years ago like why you who who you expect people to report to you Every time they start dating somebody you used to date just because y'all know each other, like, no, it's get over it. If he didn't tell you, then be mad or whatever. But jumping over tables, you too grown. Exactly. That's one of the reasons why I say no, no classy chick going to get with a grown man who's still jumping over tables over an ex from years ago. Like years ago, yeah, that and he's that definitely he's was, about to marry this that girl. That was not a good like stop that was it. not a good look for him at all. It took him back. <laughs> it was not a good look. And you know, yes. Remy said it really well. Like at the end of the day, it's nobody's business about who Safari is dating. Safari and Erica's relationship is nobody's business. He's not forcing anybody to be around her nobody's business and why is everybody so pressed about safari and erica let them be yeah and i just yeah i I agree with that i think i read that um you know because like you said safari would is usually like really happy go lucky or whatever he was kind of really serious on the reunion And he didn't even want to come in the beginning, but he came and he was kind of serious. Um, I read that he's contemplating not coming back to the show. And I can understand that. They rag on him a lot. He he gets a a lot from them. But I I like Safari. He's He's a fun person. And sometimes it gets to the point where it is too much. And once they get on and they use it for their platform or whatever the reason is for getting on, then get off, move on. Make the best of it while you're right. there and, and move on. Well, I right, think right. that will wrap it up for this week's Ratchet Recap. 
and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What We Like. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.